Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. All right, moms, here we are, season two, episode 13. Welcome. We're so excited to have you with us today. So excited. Guys, we are having the best time with this mama study. So we have just finished week two of our Zoom Bible study. We so hope you could have joined us, but we are going to post that for you. But as always, we want to do a follow-up podcast so we can dig in even deeper to our woman of the Bible that we talked about, Bathsheba. Yes, Bathsheba is our mama this week. Don't gasp. Don't be nervous. You know, it was funny. It was funny on the Zoom when you said that the mom that we were studying was Bathsheba. There were a bunch of looks like, excuse me. You picked Bathsheba out of all the moms of the Bible. I don't think we even think of her as a mom. No. no, Oh, no, not at all. No. When you think of her, you just think of the story with David. Right. She was a mom. Yes. And we got to talk about her. We have to talk about her. Oh, she's so good. I want to be her friend. Okay, so something that we've been doing is taking our biblical mom and bringing her into the modern day right. and kind of describing what she would be if she was our neighbor down the street. Yes, we found out last week that Hannah would not be our neighbor. Mm, no. She's in a different neighborhood. She's in a different neighborhood. Sorry, <laughs> Hannah. She's in a bougie part of town that we, <laughs> that we don't get to live in. <laughs> okay, listen, I kind of feel like Bathsheba might have been in the bougie part of town too. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of feel like she's my best friend. So I think that she is going to go ahead and just put that money aside and live next door to me. That's so sweet. I can't wait Isn't to tell it you. fun when you study these women so closely, you start to feel like you know them, right? Yes. Isn't that fun? Yes. Yeah. I told the moms at our rival study, I said, we are having a dinner party in heaven and yes. they are all coming over to my palace. That's right. We're going to sit down and chat. Yeah. In your palace. So you're feeling good about Listen, your the heavenly- Bible says there <laughs> that Jesus has prepared many rooms for us. He knows I like multiple bathrooms. I feel pretty confident that we're going to have a palace. Oh, Rebecca said, you prepared a house with many rooms, and I'm getting my own house with many rooms, (laughs) and it's a palace. That's fantastic. Hey, I'm dreaming big. Okay, so um, Bathsheba, let me just give you a summary so we know who we're talking about. So Bathsheba in the Bible, uh, she's in the Old Testament, and she was married to a man named Uriah, who was one of David's mighty men. And the story tells us that all of the men went off to war. David sent them all off to war, but he stayed behind. And one afternoon, he was walking on his roof and looking out amongst the town and happened to spy a woman that was bathing. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a lot last uh, – I'm sorry, I keep saying last night, but we actually did it I mean, last night. Yeah, so. that's literally the it's, time it's frame the that truth. we're in. Yeah. That she was not bathing on her roof yeah. in public view of the city. That custom says that women usually bathed in their courtyard. It was like four enclosed walls, and they didn't have running water, so they didn't have a bathroom. So sometimes they would collect rainwater, and so that's where they would bathe is where the rainwater was. And so that's what she was doing. She was cleansing herself from her monthly visitor. Uh Uh-huh. The one that we all love so uh-huh, much. We just love our Aunt Flo. Listen, uh-huh. I can't wait to get rid of her one day. Yeah. Okay, see ya. Uh-huh. 
And so David saw her, thought she was beautiful. He inquired about her, and then he actually sent messengers to bring her to the palace. Yep. The Bible says that he lay with her that night, and that from that she conceived a child. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. Making bad choices, Dave. Bad choices, Dave. <laughs> so she sent word back to David to tell him, and then he was in a predicament, and he had yeah. to solve this problem. And yep. if you commit this kind of sin, man, you're just starting to cover it up. That's right. And so he brought Uriah home from the battle. He tried to get him drunk, so yep. he would go and sleep with his wife. The Bible says that Uriah was an upstanding dude. Yep. It was like, I ain't doing it, man. All my men are sleeping in tents, and I'm not going back home to have the comforts of my wife. And yep. so I'm sleeping on the ground with the servants. Right. David was stuck. Yep. He had no other way to solve this problem except in his mind. To basically take a Netflix Netflix plot and kill the guy off. Yeah, just take Uriah out of the equation. Yeah. That's what he did. Right. He sent a letter back with Uriah to the battle for the commander to put him at the front of the line and then for the army to pull back and leave him to die amongst the enemy. And that is exactly what happened. That's what happened. So Bathsheba mourned for her husband. Then David brought her into his house as his wife. Uh, they had the child that they had conceived. And the Lord says that it was struck with a sickness and it died. Yep. And David uh, laid before the Lord and yeah. was confronted by his sin by the prophet Nathan. Yep. He repented. He went back to Bathsheba to console her, and they actually lay again and had another baby who we said was King Solomon. Listen, can I just say kudos for that summary? Because well done, good and faithful <laughs> servant. <laughs> that is a tough story to tell. There are all kinds of ins and outs, you know, and feelings about it. And you did a great job summarizing oh, that. For you're us. so nice. And if you want to read the whole thing, you can find it in First Samuel. Yes. You know, 11, 12, I feel like 11, 12, yes, yeah. yes. Um, it's so, there's so much there. I mean, yeah. we couldn't cover it all, but um, I honestly just felt the Lord draw me to Bathsheba. I yeah. did, and I kept trying to kind of run away because I thought this is a tough story. There's sure. a lot here. There's a lot of hurt and pain, um, and God just kept bringing me back to her. And now, after we've studied her, I know why, because yeah. she was a hero, the hero of her story. Yes, um, just a beautiful heroine that fought for her kiddos, uh -huh. that forgave this man, David, yeah. um, that then lived her life out with hope uh -huh. and eventually became the queen mother because her son Solomon took the throne. That's right. Um, and so I just think, I mean, all the handshakes and high fives to Bathsheba. No, what could have been brokenness meant victory. You know, what could have meant being the victim meant being a champion. Yes. You know, God was able to use those hard places to bring restoration and to create her into being a woman of hope who landed in the lineage of Jesus. You know. Well, and I wanted to read this because this was one of the quotes that I read about um, who Bathsheba was. It says that she rose from the ashes and became a mentor and a beacon for contemporary women who are oppressed and downtrodden. Wow. Yes. I just, I think that tells it perfectly. It tells it perfectly. Because, you know, some people know especially the pain of um, being abused physically. Yes. And, uh, you know, our hearts go out to you. And, but we all have pain yes that could have broken us at some point yes you know yes and so whether your pain is specifically kindred to what Bathsheba went through mm -hmm. or if your pain is different I think her story speaks because of what God can do in those broken places yes and I think um we need God to tell her story we yeah. needed to hear her story in scripture yeah um, I think just like you said there are women that connect with her very literally with yes. what she went through um, and so I think they needed to see that there was hope beyond that right. and that God can restore. God's whole goal is restoration. Whole goal. 
we are the people that are making all the bad choices. And God is like, you know what? I can take that bad choice and I can turn it into something beautiful if you'll let me. Oh, so thankful. (laughs) And Bathsheba did. She let God take her heart and make something beautiful out of it. And what it did is it left a legacy for her family. So let me tell you something funny. I didn't bring this up last night. Okay. You know, her name is Bathsheba. Yes. And she was in the bath. Girl, yeah. But there's no actual connection in the Hebrew language between those two words, right? No, bath actually means daughter. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So I wonder if there's other, like, girls out there like, Bath-loa. Nope. (laughs) Bath-loofa. Bath-loofa. Okay, that's my name. That's my biblical name, Bath-loofa, daughter of the loofa. You are Bath-loofa. I am. Um, I just have always thought that was funny. Yes, yes. No, I did too. that's her story. She was bathing and she's Bathsheba. And yes. I feel like that's why we always remember her because <laughs> her, you know, that deep, painful part of her story is right in her name. Yes. You know what I'm curious about is when the word bath, like as we know it, like bathtub came apart. About. Sure. Because back then they called it washing. They didn't call it taking a bath. Yeah, so right. for them, they didn't know what a bath was. Yeah. I don't know because then, like, I think in Greece and stuff, they have like the baths. They have these places. Where yeah, people but maybe those were after Bathsheba. Maybe so her maybe, name. Yes, maybe she was inspired for the word bath. <laughs> Let's go with that. That's what it is. Bless your heart. Yeah. At our dinner party in heaven, she could have some stories to tell. Oh, I cannot even imagine. Yeah. Okay, so let's bring Bathsheba into the modern day, because I really think we'd be best friends. I cannot wait to hear what you think about her. Okay, so the first thing we do is we see if there's a TV mom that reminds us of this biblical character. Okay, so I chose Christina Braverman. Who's a favorite. I mean, you just love her. Yes. Right? Okay, here's why. So in the show Parent... You've never seen the show? Yes, I've seen a couple episodes. Listen, I haven't seen Tammy Taylor in Friday Night Lights. You know what? Listen, Parenthood, I really liked it, but then I had to stop watching it because it was too too many tears for Kate. Yes. And, like, I couldn't watch This Is Us because I'm like, you guys, yes. my life has enough pain of yes. its own. I do not need to subject myself to this every week. That's why she listens to Everybody Loves Raymond. Exactly. I need The Golden Girls. Yes, girl. Yes, yes. Okay, but Christina Braverman, her son Max had autism. Right. And her story in that show is her advocating for him to get yeah. the help he needs, yeah. to be seen, to be heard, to be uh-huh. loved. And that's one of the characteristics that we attributed to Bathsheba in our biblical story is that she was an advocate for Solomon. Right. She fought for her babies. Yeah. And so I see Christina Braverman the same way. She fought for her babies. I love that. So I love that about Bathsheba, and I think that she and Christina would be friends. I love it. Not best friends, because that's my role. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so minivan or suburban people, I know, okay, that she lived in the palace with King David. Man, Uh she had the bougie money. Bougie money. But she had four boys. Right. Okay, and we know that, um, as we're going to get to in just a moment, that she enjoyed baths. Uh-huh. And so I think that means that her favorite article of clothing was the bathrobe. Okay, great. My That's favorite, best my favorite article of clothing is a bathrobe. Uh-huh. Um, Kate visited me this morning on my porch and saw me in my bathrobe. Yes, and she talked to her squirrel that lives on her roof. I do. And the squirrel was jumping around in her gutters and stuff. And Rebecca's like, oh, I'm Snow White. I live out here with I the do. The birds and the squirrels. <laughs> Whereas most people that are like, Type A, like me, would have been like, where is the BB gun? Because no. I'm taking the squirrel out of here. And Squirrel's Rebecca is my friend. happy to have him living Yes. I have tears when I see them dead on the road. I feel bad. What? The, okay. I, I got a baby a in a tree somewhere that does not have a mama anymore. Okay. 
Okay. I feel sad when I see a dead squirrel for sure, but I, I don't want them. them living on my roof, pouncing around. I, that makes me crazy. Listen, Bathsheba and I are dropping our kids off at school uh-huh. in our minivan with our robes. Okay. We are waving each other, waving at each other on the street. Okay. I feel sure. I love it. I feel sure. Yeah. She's driving the minivan. She had four boys. Uh-huh. Okay. And she is wearing the bathrobe. Okay. We're loving it. We're loving she our life. She has to have like the LX or like the deluxe minivan version. Ooh, isn't it called the, um, oh, not the villager, the traveler, the sprinter. Sprinter. The, the Mercedes thing? I don't no. know what you're thinking of. It's a word. I think the Honda Odyssey has it. It's like oh. this word for the really bougie okay. um, minivan. If it comes to me, I'll mention it. When you very first said that she loves her baths, and then you were talking about what she was going to drive, I was picturing like one of those Hummers that has a hot tub in the back. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going to go. Or the Barbie camper van that yes. has the pool underneath the wheels. Exactly. That pops out. Yes. She could. She totally Maybe could. Maybe those are her weekend cars. Her weekend cars, yes. Because yeah. she, you know, she lives in the palace. She right. has multiple. Yeah. Multiple vehicles. Okay, so because her favorite article of clothing is the bathrobe, I do believe that she has really good taste. And so. Okay, well, full stop. <laughs> what? Because you're making all these parallels between you and her. So, yes. she has she wears the bathrobe, you wear the bathrobe. She has the good taste. I have great taste. I totally agree. I don't have the money for it, but I have great taste. I agree. I just I just think you're I just think you're funny. Okay, keep going. Okay. So, there is this type of bathrobe called Barefoot Dreams. Of course, girl. Yes, there is. It's the greatest material of all time. A uh, hundred and they make uh, blankets, too. They do. Yeah. But I think that Bathsheba would choose this type of bathrobe. Oh, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. Oh, my gosh. I'll take a 100 of them. I'm just like, this is it. This is yes. the one. This is the one. So they sell them at Nordstrom's. I've already looked it up, man. I know exactly where it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. So I do think she has really good taste in bathrobes. So she ain't wearing Kohl's. Sorry, Kohl's. She, oh. doing, she doing Barefoot Dreams yeah. from Nordstrom's. Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Okay, descriptors, like, what kind of a mom is she? She's a boy mom, right? Yes. Scripture says she has four boys, she, so she's a boy mom. She is a boy Shout mom. Shout out to the boy moms. Yes. She got you the dirt, the grime, the stench. I love that The bodily functions yeah. being released in all the places of the house. Yes. Man, she got you. That's another place where you relate, two boys and a girl. Me too. Yeah. Um, she's competitive, because if you have boys, I think you're competitive, yes. right? Because uh-huh. they are, like, all about playing the sports, doing the games, uh-huh. doing the wrestling. You think she has a cowbell? Yes, because we're best friends. Yes. We're Is it sitting a bougie next cowbell? To... How can you bougie up okay. a cowbell? Y'all listen, we went to Judd's football game last Saturday, and uh-huh. I had my cowbell with my handle. Yeah. This mama uh-huh. sat down on the row, like in front of me with her cowbell, uh-huh. and um, my daughter like nudges me, and she's like, Mama, look at her cowbell. It has feathers and ribbons on Okay. It. <laughs> she straight tried to one-up my cowbell. She did. I was a little like, oh my goodness, what are you trying to do? I think she's trying to win this battle, and she ain't going to win it. You wait for the next football game, honey. You oh think feathers gosh. and ribbons are fun? I'm about to get something on that cowbell. <laughs> get that! Get out the bedazzler. It's Come time on. to go to town. We're going to town. I don't even know what she's thinking. I win that award. <laughs> okay, so she's competitive. And again, because we're best friends, she's a cheerleader mom. Not yes. cheerleader like I have a cheerleader girl. Sure, sure. But like I cheer my kids on. Yes. Right? I we love support. That. We we go to battle. We post about them on social media. Yes. We call them big nasty. Yes. That's what we do. Yes. Okay. Okay. Side note. 
Big nasty. Because I think people could hear you say that and be like, mm, excuse me. Mm, <laughs> F. So if you don't know, Rebecca, so she has three children. And um, Jake is the oldest, and he's always been the first one to play sports. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Judd, who is a teddy bear yes. and a kid. Yes. But he's also a tank. He is. And he got out <laughs> in there. In bodily form. Yeah. You fix this when I get your story No, you get wrong. it, You get it. Um, but he got out there to play football, and he was kind of struggling to find a spot, you know. And then they put him They put him on O-line. or Left tackle. They put O-line. him on mm-hmm. left tackle mm-hmm. on the offensive line, and he just started hammering kids, hammering. right? Yes. Yes. And he received the illustrious title of Big nasty, which I did not know before they told me. This is like the term that you call the boy on the team. That's like the go getter, take him out, yeah, bring it. I didn't know that either. Bring the heat, but I love it about Judd because he's so unassuming. Oh, you would never think. No, you wouldn't look at him and think, oh, he's the big nasty. No, but man, you put him out there. Listen, the coach sent us this link. They actually make T-shirts for this person (gasps) on the team, and it says Big Nasty. And so we get in the boy a Big Nasty shirt, and I'm getting one that says Big Nasty's Mama. <laughs> yes, I am. Because that's me. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of Big Nasty's Mama. Oh, my gosh. I wonder, Rebecca, if, I I wonder if Judy would wear Big Nasty's Grandma. Oh, please, Judy. I'm would begging you? you, Judy. Maybe she would. Please. Maybe she would. Oh, my gosh. I yes. love that so much. Okay. So th- my NFL hopes are alive and well. Alive and well. We're going. I just kind of want you to kind of keep in your mind, although I don't really think that you care, but there are people who don't know what big nasty means. Mm, That's true. You know? Yeah. So just just Mm. know if you get some looks. Yeah. That's all right. When I'm screaming it from the stands, go big nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love my life. Bathsheba. We would have she would have a big nasty. I don't know if it's Solomon. I think one of the other boys is going to be here, Big Nasty. Yeah, I feel like the Big Nasty is usually what I refer to of like something that happened in the bathroom or something that comes out of my kids' <laughs> Well, nose. I'm not saying that doesn't happen either. I mean, maybe <laughs> we got that part of it too. Okay, oh, I love it. shoes or no shoes in the house. House shoes. House she's, shoes. If she's wearing a bathroom, she wearing yes, house girl, shoes. Yes, girl, bathroom and house shoes, yes. Okay, does she pick up or cook? Here's the deal. And this is, I was talking to a friend the other day. She's got four boys. So to take them out to eat, that's real expensive. Because uh-huh. they ain't eating the kid meal. Right. They the adult meal. I think she's got to cook. She's okay. got to cook a lot of food. Yeah. So this friend of mine was like, oh my gosh, we have four kids and we only have two left in the house and we go out to eat all the time now because it's uh, so much cheaper. Yes. So see? Yeah. When you get rid of some of those kids and you got one left, it's like, I'm done. Let's just go out to eat. What do you feel like is her go-to dinner with all those boys? Tacos. <laughs> Tacos. I told y'all we're best friends. And you can feed a lot of people with tacos. You can feed so many people with tacos. I love it. And you know, you were the one who taught me years ago to like, when you buy the ground beef, you just buy a lot and you cook all the ground beef all at once. Yes. And then you put it in freezer bags. That's right. You know, you put a pound in a freezer bag and and then you just freeze it. And now I do that with all my meat. Well, and you did it with sausage and I didn't even think to do it with breakfast sausage. So now I do it with breakfast sausage. Okay. It's genius. It's genius. And when I go to Costco, I'll grab a rotisserie chicken and, you know, just kind of debone it and then just freeze that. So I'm ready, you know. Listen. I hate the meat We're going to do a whole podcast on how you debone a chicken and how I debone a chicken. We do it a little different. I know. I don't like dark meat. We do a little different. That poor chicken sacrificed his life for like 20% of his body. For like 20% of his body. (laughs) Maybe we'll do like a Facebook Live on how to debone a chicken. My father-in-law got on to me one time. He saw me doing it, and he was like, you left all the good stuff. That's right. The dark meat is where it's at. Mm. Yes, oh, it is. Oh, my stuff. Okay. Um, 
beach or mountains. Yeah. I chose mountains for her. Again, okay. she's yeah. a boy mom, yeah. right? They need to hike and run and play. Go and ride like, ATVs. That's right. ATVs, bikes. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus, she likes her bathrobe. And when you're yeah. somewhere where it's crisp and cool outside, you can wear that baby almost all day. Yes. Just and if saying. she's traveling in her Barbie RV style yes. camper, yes. she's got her pool there so she can bathe. As she likes. And Barbie always had a ski outfit, so I'm sure that uh she's got it. Yes. Which we were in the American Girl store the other day, and they have a ski outfit, too. So Uh, you'll need to get for Christmas. It's real cute. Cute. Okay. Mom baggage. Okay. She definitely has had a hard life. Okay. She's got some hardships she's bringing in. She's had to overcome some really difficult situations. But the thing that we saw in her biblical story, and I think is in our modern Bathsheba, is that she chose forgiveness, Uh and she chose hope. Yeah. And so the most important thing to her in motherhood is looking forward yeah. and supporting her kids. Yeah, I love it. And I think we all relate to that as moms. Yeah. We want our kids to do better than we did. And so we want to push them forward to live that kind of a life. And so I def- I definitely think that's the type of, type of mama she is. Yes. Yeah, and, and I love that. And that she wants them to... She doesn't want to pass on her pain. That's right. You know, she wants it to be better for them. That's so good. So the whole goal of this mama study was uh, this phrase, the heart of mama is woven into the heart of women. Right. We said that um, it's so cool because we know that God uh, creates us in his image. And therefore, if we are mamas, then that means that God is the author of all those mama qualities. That's right. We are getting those things from him. And so the, the things that make us mama come from God. Yes. The way he loves us and cares us and mothers us. Um, And we can directly attribute those things to God. And we saw that in Bathsheba's story in the way that she advocated for her son, Solomon. And so one of the qualities that I think God has that gave to us as mom is that we are advocates, Uh advocates for our children. The definition of an advocate is a person who upholds or defends a person who intercedes on behalf of another. Mm. Now, it's a legal term, so when you look it up, you do see a lot of legal things uh, in a court of law that the advocate is a legal term. Yeah. But it's also just someone that uh, intercedes, comes in between uh-huh. a person and something else, yeah. and defends them, upholds them, encourages them. Yeah. Some synonyms for this word are backer mm. or champion. And you said champion at the beginning of the podcast. I was like, ding, ding, ding. Oh, did I really? Yes, you did. Oh. She was a champion. So just real quick, uh, do you have any examples of how you have advocated for your children or you feel like someone has advocated for you? Well, you asked me to think about this, you know, leading up to our discussion, and I got tears in my eyes. Honestly, thinking about I would not be where I am today without all the people that have advocated for me yes. in one way or another. Yes. You know, my parents have both advocated for me in different situations. My dad... Um, you know, he had two daughters, and uh, he never treated us like we couldn't do anything, that we were any different than a, a man and what he was capable of. It was always like, well, sure, you want to do that? Okay, That's no question, awesome. you know? Yes. Um, and so he made sure doors were open for us. Uh, I think about all the people at our church, um, all the people that we come in contact with with Gather who say, we see something in them. I'm going to, I have the chance to help open this door and I'm going to open the door for them, you know, cause I see people advocating as door openers, Yes, you know, yes. where they say, okay, here I have, I, I have the, um, authority to open this door for you. That's I have right. influence in this area. That's right. And so I'm going to open it and step you through. There's a dear man that we love at church who, who was the one who opened the door that said, Hey, these women should be on stage. Um, during the church service, yes, saying welcome to the people. Yes. And we were the first ones at our church as women to be standing on the stage yes. speaking. That's right. And 
you know, I see him as an advocate for, for us. sure. No doubt. So I wanted to tell you this little story about my sweet Lydia, who's my middle child and she's very soft spoken and, um, very gentle natured. She does not like to make waves. She doesn't like to irritate anyone. She doesn't like to, you know, inconvenience anybody, Yeah, you know, and, uh, but she has a hearing deficiency. And uh, we didn't know that. It was just a couple of years ago, actually last year, that she, she kind of started saying she was having a hard time in class understanding. So we took her to an audiologist and found out that actually, yes, she has a hearing deficiency and it's genetic. And she shares that in common with your Jake. I do. Yes. Jake has a genetic hearing. De- well, not genetic. We, we think he lost it through um, a virus. Okay. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. is his just in one ear? One ear. Almost completely deaf. Okay. Yes. And Lydia's is in both ears. And um, and then, let's see, it was kind of this summer or the beginning of the school year, she was saying she was having a hard time seeing. So we took her to get glasses. And I just want to say that I think doing some of those things as mothers, that's, that's us advocating for our children. It is. Right? Yes. Yes saying we see there's an issue we're going to help make sure you get what you need that's what we do right yes so she went to class and you know during COVID times they have these um, plastic barriers set up around their desks and some of the kiddos were starting to decorate their their plastic uh, shields around their desk with like papers and stuff and Lydia is at the back of the room and uh you know, even though I let her teachers know, hey, she she needs to be close so she can hear, um, she was placed at the back of the room, and um, she then these kids have these papers on her desk, and so she just came home crying a few oh, days. bless her heart. And said, Mama, I'm just struggling because I can't see and I can't hear. And so I talked to her about, I said, I want to teach you how to advocate for yourself. Yes. Yes. And I talked to her about, you know, that sometimes people, it's not that they're, they're not trying to make Mm-mm. your things harder for you. They can't, they don't know. They don't know. That's right. They don't know yes. that you're having a hard time. And these teachers love you. And if you say something to them, they will help you. That's you know? right. That's right. And so anyway, I, I told her, you know, I kind of coached her on what to say to her teachers that she felt very nervous about it. So the next morning, of course, I emailed the teachers in a very kind way. And I'm like, Hey, this is the situation Lydia has. And I got the best email response from her teacher because her teacher emailed me back. And she said, actually, Lydia approached me this morning. <gasps> she did it. And told me what was going on. And we have already made the adjustments. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. You taught her how to advocate for herself. And she came home that day and Rebecca, she said to me something I will never forget. She walked through the door with the biggest smile on her face and she said mama I advocated for myself today (laughs) that is I mean that's those things as a mom that you're just like your heart is bursting you're like yes yes because I struggled with that as a child I struggle with that as an adult yes advocating for myself you know and it's so hard to know like when am I being is this selfish yes or is this something that I need to speak up about yes you know and sometimes I think they call us bossy Right. we're trying to tell how it needs to be. Yes. But they never say that to a guy, man. <laughs> They're like, listen to him. He got something to say. Yes. So we have to speak up and use our voice. That's right. I think that's part of what an advocate is. It's someone that uses their voice for another. Yeah. Someone that um, leads by example to yeah. say, look, we can use our voice to make this change. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's big stuff. Sometimes it's little stuff. Like right. I was thinking about, I don't know if you guys do this in your home, but sometimes when my kids get in trouble and like my uh, husband gets onto them, like I, I don't even know what happened, but I like jump in. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
she, she didn't mean to. Yep. Hey, wait a sec. She's just tired. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm starting to advocate for them, but I don't even know why. Yes, you want to come to their defense. But you want to come to their defense. Yeah. Because daddy. And then when I do it, like when I get on to my kids, I totally see my husband like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, right? It's almost like we play each other's side here on yeah. what's happening in the house because we're like, no, no, no. There's, oh, no, they didn't mean to. Yes. Right? Yes. We advocate for our kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We do it in fun ways and we do it in big ways. Yes. And I think. We are in a culture and a society today where we need more advocates. We do. We need people speaking up. We talked about in Bathsheba's biblical story that in Proverbs 31, that we think that she authored through Solomon, that this was the advice that she gave him. She talked about standing up and being the voice for the oppressed Mm. and the needy. Yeah. That was something that she felt herself in her story and then wanted to make a change in her children for the future. Yeah. I think that's part of what we as mamas do. Yes. We want to make changes for the future. And we know that part of that is through our children. But if we can teach our children and raise our our children in such a way that they're going to do even better than we did, that that's where that change is going to come from. So my question for you is, you know, because I think for the mamas listening, like, how do you know when it's the right time to stand up for your kiddo and advocate? And when is the right time to just be quiet? You know, because I think it's hard. I think it's hard. uh, And and I think it changes, too, because when they're children, very young children, you know, you have to speak for them because they may not know. But, you know, as they get older, how do you start to loosen the reins? I just think that's tricky to know when you do it and when you don't. You know, I just believe so strongly that when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you as a believer Mm -hmm. and as a mom, that he is that gut that's telling you where to move and where to lead. Um, I wanted to share this, and this goes right along with this in the Bible, because where are we getting this idea of advocate? How is God our Father our advocate? Okay, so in 1 John 2, 1, it says, But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world. What that's telling us is that Jesus was the atoning sacrifice, the advocate that stood before a holy God in between um, him and us who was a sinful people and said, I'm going to be the intercessor for them. I'm going to plead their case before the Father and say, look at me. Look Mm -hmm. at my life. I lived it perfectly. I did not sin. Uh And then I sacrificed myself on the cross as the atoning sacrifice to pay the legal debt of their sin so that they would no longer be separated from the Father. Right. He was our advocate in that sense. Yeah. He opened the door for us. He championed us. He um, he was the one who made a way so that we could have right standing before the Father. Exactly. Yeah. So ultimately, he is that example. But yes. then there's this beautiful thing in Scripture. When Jesus is talking to the disciples before he's about to leave them uh-huh. and go back to the Father, he says this. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate mm. who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him because he lives with you. That gives me chills. Okay, so listen, mamas. Jesus is our advocate. He paid the price for our sin, but then he went back to the Father and he gave us the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, who is our advocate as well. Yes. You have got to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you as a mom to know when to speak 
and when to be quiet. There you go. Because it tells us, uh, the scripture tells us that um, when we don't know what to say, that the spirit helps us in our weakness, right? And so that is one of the jobs of the spirit is to counsel us, to lead our words, to show us what to say. And so we have an advocate now working on our behalf within us. Yes. And I just love that tie. I love seeing again, just like what you were saying about how, you know, God is an advocate and he put that within us. He did. And, you know, that we share that commonality with him in our mothering. We do. And it's, I think the Holy Spirit is the thing that we forget so often. Yeah. He's with us always. Yeah. We, he is always with us. He is always leading us. Scripture says in John 14, 26, that he is our representative, mm-hmm. that he will teach us everything and remind us of the words of our father. Yes. He is there to teach and remind. Yeah. Same thing we do as a mama. Yeah. We are teaching and reminding our children all the time. Yeah. It also says that when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness. Again, as mamas, I'm that voice in their, in their home and in their heads going, hey, we don't act that way. Uh-huh. Hey, we don't do it that way. Yeah. Hey, let me teach you a better way. Yeah. Just as the Holy Spirit is our advocate, I'm my advocate for my children. Yes. Uh, Two things I see here. Number one, the Holy Spirit sees us and supports us. Yes. It means that he identifies with our interests. He knows our causes, what we're passionate about, what we love. He engages us in our difficulties to walk with us through those uh, situations. And he becomes our representative. The one that says, hey, guess what? Jesus I'm best friends. Yeah. I know exactly what he would do in this situation. Yeah. So let me help you know what you should do in this situation. Yeah. We're not alone. You know, and I think that's one of the beautiful representatives of an advocate is it says to your child or, you know, to whoever is is helping you, it helps you know that you're not alone. That's right. You know, that there's someone paving the way for you. There's someone looking out for you. And so that's so beautiful to think as, you know, just as Jesus and the spirit are one, we have that with us too. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then this is the last thing. And oh, this just, this gives me chills. Okay. Um, the Holy spirit sees God and he makes him known to us. Uh huh. Mamas, we know God and we make him known to our children. Yes. Listen to this quote. It says, He was to make Jesus always present to us. This was the sorrow of the disciples that they were to lose their Lord. This was the comfort Jesus promised that they would have one in whom his presence would be restored. Mm. And this makes the spirit the other advocate that he has been called in and given by Jesus to represent him and make his presence real to us to reveal and impart all that the Lord is to us. Love that. One of the things that I think is our job as mamas is to do that very thing for our children. Yeah. That my goal is not always to point them to earthly power or to earthly ways to solve a problem, but to point them back to Jesus and say, my job is to reveal to you that the Jesus that I believe in is the same Jesus that is with you. That's right. And that there will be situations in your life, just like Bathsheba faced, that you cannot fix with earthly measures. Yeah. There was nothing on earth that would fix Bathsheba's pain and what happened to her because it was wrong. David sinned. He committed a transgression against her. Yes. The only option she had was to choose a higher way. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, God the Father, that would give her that forgiveness, the ability to forgive, and then that hope that this was not the end of her story. Yes. We have got to be that for our kids. We are your advocate. This is not the end of the story for you. There is more. God wants more. And guess what? In my earthly power, I cannot fix this for you. Mm but my Jesus can and my God can. And so let me help you understand that in a new and powerful way. Preach. I love that because in all the ways that we can advocate for our children, 
the most impactful is advocating for them in the heavenly realms. Yes. Right? Yes. That they would that they would know our Jesus and that we would help them see him. That's exactly right. Yeah. So do you see why we're best friends with Bathsheba? I love Bathsheba. I think I think she I love that she is a hero. Um you know, that Jesus made her a hero, he did. you know, he we did. know it was his power that, that brought about her restoration and her hope. Yes. But I love that. It gives me hope that I am not alone, first of all, in my brokenness. And, um, I'm not alone in my desire to want to advocate for my children. And then I'm not left alone to do that because right. I have the spirit working in me. That's right. Yeah. I'm guessing that's your one thing. I think that is my one thing because I think I have these situations that come up with my kiddos where you kind of go, Ooh, what should I do right here? That's right. And uh, often I just kind of look at myself and go, okay, well, here's what I think. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so my one thing would be stop and ask God, who is the advocate, who also wants what's best for my children. That's right. To show me and to lead me. That's right. We don't have to be a fixer. Yeah. We can just be an intercessor. Yeah. We don't have to be a fixer. We can just be an intercessor. That's good. Go to the Father and say, what would you have me do in this situation? Yes. Yes, man, that may be somebody's walking away. Is that mama, you don't have to fix it. That's right. You know, you have a God who is in control. Yes. And, um, you know, you can get on your knees and advocate for your child that way if that's all that you can do right now. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, ladies, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Mama. Um, We want to remind you that we have our Bible studies on Thursday nights in October, so make sure and join us for week three of our Bible study coming up next Thursday. Um, Also, Kate, we have Mama merch. So for this whole series and, you know, to show your part in the Mama community and to support this journey, um, you can go to gathermoms.com slash shop and see our cutie hats. Oh, they're so cute. I'm wearing it right now. You are wearing it. They're called dad hats, but we're going to call them mom hats. Isn't that so funny? Yes. Oh, they're father hats. Remember? God the father. We use the heart of motherhood and a mama. Yep, this is my God hat. Got it. And the cutest comfort color sweatshirts. They're so softy. They're so cute. And so make sure that you head over there and get you one okay because you know you've got to wear it for these fall temps that are coming they're coming come on texas give it it to us yeah also if you want to connect with us we would love to connect with you so go ahead and send us a message you can reach kate on instagram at kate henderson and you can reach me at the rebecca bradford and once again we could not do this without you mamas thank you and we're so excited to continue to study more women of the bible and see them the way god sees them that he can teach us as well y'all have a great time see you later bye